Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Thank you for holding my spot, Gina. And we're talking about how to ask for help. Help! <laughs> she bellows. I bellow into the microphone. We're also drinking the first mulled wine of the season. Yes, we're having a mulled. We're doing this above a pub, mm-hmm. and we've uh, got a mulled wine in a sort of tankard, like a like a an elf or something. Yeah, like an old elf. What adult thing have you done this week? Oh. It's this, baby. Oh, yeah. Is it an yes. iPad? It's an iPad. The case is also the keypad. Just the one keypad? Yes. If those following my uh, technological journey will know that my laptop, I spilled water on the laptop, thereby um, removing the number one, the number Q, the A, and the Z, <laughs> and the delete button. And I thought, ah, I'll live without the Z. But it turns out A and delete were quite crucial yes and also my password had an a in it uh, <laughs> so i couldn't get in <laughs> I didn't know that. yeah i couldn't get in <laughs> so then i bought myself um, in fact my sister overnight amazon primed me a uh little mac keyboard mm. perfect she saved me thank you amy and then i spilt water on that yes. sometime later rendering the s <laughs> w and the five out of business <laughs> And so now, and now I. So the last also... time I saw Tessa was um, she'd come from Curry's. Yeah, and she had this massive old PC keyboard just like hanging out of the top of it, poking out the top of her backpack. We went to our, uh, the book launch of our lovely friend Lauren Bravo who's written an excellent book about the Spice Girls, which I read in one night and it was amazing. Um, but. The... Everyone stood around in these dresses, drinking their Britpop cocktails, and Tessa's charging around like people are ducking. Because <laughs> it's so huge. big. And every time I tried to get out of a car, it bashed me back in. Like, because it was hot. <laughs> I was like a cat that didn't know how big it was, you know? So I yeah. was trying to get in places. A cat that didn't know how big it was. You know, a cat with no whiskers. I'd lost my, I'd lost oh, my sense of how large I was. Sure. So the keyboard was throwing me, launching me backwards. <laughs> It's honestly so. It's Did twice. It, I'm surprised it plugged into your Mac. Yes, it just plugs in with a USB cord. Oh, that's amazing! Isn't it amazing? It was four ninety nine. Curries, everyone, if you want to try. It. I would say don't. Anyway, <laughs> don't do it. Next well, time I see you, you can have a broken. typewriter plugged in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, sorry, that's gone now. That's that's <laughs> yes. done. That's the end. What is your adult thing? Right, guys. If you've been following my journey of my life. About, was it like a few months ago? I said that my adult thing was I've started like cooking a bit more than normal, as in normally I would not. When I worked in an office, people would like 
bring in brownies and or like cakes and just be like, oh, I made some, so I thought I'd bring them in. And I was like, what are you doing? What? How? Yeah, when? When also, did you do that? Also, whenever I wanted to do it, I never had any of the things. I remember the first time I watched Bake Off last year, I was living with my sister and I was like, oh, I don't like Bake Off. And then she was like, no, it is good. And then within 10 minutes, I wasn't watching it because I decided to go and make a cake. And I didn't have, I didn't have a bowl. I didn't have like a wooden spoon. I didn't have anything. I wanted to make my mum a birthday cake for her 60th. And I was like, I actually this time can. I've never made an actual full cake for someone before. I should say that the first few times I tried to bake were bad. I was bad at it. Absolutely. Um, felt quite confident. We went to the Lake District and I got a cake. And, I, and then suddenly I was like, but I don't have an electric whisk. Well, that's the end of that. I was like, no, buy an electric whisk. You will use it again. And I, But I was like, oh, so expensive. But they're $5.99 from Argos. And I've been putting it off for ages, being like, I'm not the sort of person. Who, I'm not old enough to have an electric whisk. It's too much. The pressure. Anyway, I bought it and it's really great. And I made brownies the other day. And they're the best brownies I've ever made. Because I'm not like spending 20 minutes punching mix with my fist. Right. Well, okay. So <laughs> number one, that's not how it goes normally anyway oh really yeah even with sans whisk that's a real shame I've been doing a lot of kneading and like also just like getting two spoons and trying to do like the whisk action in the bowl and then like doing my shoulder right okay I can see where some of the right okay I right (laughs) okay because I didn't think I could own an electric whisk and I didn't think I was worthy of no and you think they're also expensive yeah I was like it's gonna be about 20 quid and I could spend that on many other things you know like rent and life but then I had to go to the doctor's (laughs) Because you back hurt. <laughs> and then someone reminded me that I'd spent the previous 24 hours just punching some flowers. Look, we're really getting to the nub of the issue. Well done. Thank you. Well done. My you. little things that always make me sound like a total mad person. No, 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 no. Own that space. I've never successfully managed to cook, you know, anything. Bake a thing. Bake a thing. I feel like knowing you, that it's not that you're not good at it. Do you kind of go into it being like, well, I don't have this and this, but... I'll be fine. Hundred percent. Because yes. confidence. A confidence and also always in the recipe books, it's always like I invented this recipe one day when I didn't have enough, you know, clove. So I threw in a banana. Like <laughs> <laughs> And also, that's how they discovered penicillin, an accident. Making you know, cookies. Making cookies and throwing in a clove. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> penicillin. So always, when I'm, this is what happens to me. I begin the bake. Mm. Firstly, I'm so sort of intoxicated by my how I look baking. I'm yes. like, I can't believe, look at me go. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be so delicious when it's done. Then I start thinking two years ahead to the launch of my cookbook. Right. When I say this was the recipe that began that, when I put in... A clove. And some soil instead of this thing. <laughs> and then I transfer. And that's what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Am I not listening to any of the instructions? Yes. The podcast episode is about how to ask for help. Um, I'm surprised we haven't done this already, actually. Because it's, it's quite a big one. So I thought, also, just to kick it off, I've stopped saying, hey, guys, um, like and subscribe and download the uh, podcast and tweet about it if you like it to try and get the word out to as many people as possible because it makes me feel hot and sweaty. Because that, in a way, is asking for help, isn't it? Yes, very um, much so. But and I think the how high your shoulders just went is indicative of how hard it is. They went over my head. Yes. Um, that's me trying to kick it off by facing my fears. Help me, Tessa. Give me some advice. Do you ask for help? No. Great. A hundred percent not. And it's only something that I have recently discovered is a failing on my part. Right. That I'm unable to do it. That okay. I'm not a very good person at asking for help. And I, when I do need it the most is when I like clam up Mm, like a clam 
I clam up like a little clam. So I thought we'd sort of explore some of the reasons to begin with why we aren't any good at asking for help. And the asking for help thing can be like, you're a new parent and you need somebody to help you. You need more help at work. You uh, are having a difficult time and you want to talk to somebody. You need help with your homework. You like the help can be literally anything. Everybody has something in their life that they would like some help with. It can even be asking your partner for more help you know, with a particular thing that with they your don't heart. Do. With your heart. <laughs> I was going to say, like, with the dishes. Sure. Or, like, an area that you think, like, yes. this person doesn't help me on this thing. So I thought we'd explore some of the reasons, that, like, because obviously such a universal thing that we don't do it. Where does that come from? I think number one is this sort of perceived weakness. Big time. We so want to be totally self-sufficient. I saw this quote that was like, um, we do not want to ask for help and reveal ourselves to be bruised peaches and not the shiny, unspoiled apples we wish we were. Be a peach. Be a peach, who cares? That's the main take home. If you remember nothing else from this episode, be a peach, not an apple, with no context. (laughs) I prefer peaches. They're more relatable. I've got a friend who had a really terrible tragedy in her family, um, literally a few days ago. I got this WhatsApp at about sort of 10 to midnight being like hey you awake nothing good comes after that that is someone who needs some help or a booty call that's literally what my boyfriend said and I was like I've never had that I'm so sad no one's ever been like hey you up you've Uh, never committed to the casual hang and bang scene I've not but no there's one thing about committing no one's asked me no one's been like would you like to come and and have a I would argue if I may Stevie that (laughs) you you, you've gone from several committed relationships oh no and so but the time last time you were very single Mm -hmm. was pre whatsapp in fact it was pre the abacus it was (laughs) (laughs) was in the early 1800s so that was was the last time so I think like partly it's syphilis um, was rife syphilis you know (laughs) so no one wanted you around there because of your syphilis (laughs) but you say you up capital U yeah you up Okay. Uh, you up is, hello, I'd like to have sex. And are you awake is, hello, please. Please, can you help? I need help. Well, yeah, something very, very sad had happened. And she didn't know how to deal with it. So I, I WhatsApped her. And then after a while, I was like, I don't think we should be WhatsApping about this. And I was just about to call her. But then she called me. And then we had a chat. But the chat was basically her crying and saying, I'm so sorry for calling you. Yeah. I'm not going to say because it's not my place to say. But imagine just like the worst thing ever. Like it was such an objective tragedy that is so awful. And... I'm spending the whole time being like, no, it's okay. Don't, don't worry for calling. Mm-hmm. I'm your best friend. What would you be doing if not this? Like, this is the exact thing you need to be doing. But then I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I seem to talk, because I talk a lot just in general. You know, like, if you go, how are you? And I'm like, real bad, actually. <laughs> I, I don't, that doesn't happen. Because like, I don't want to be boring. And I don't want to burden somebody else. It makes no sense considering, I don't know, well, you'll probably have more on it, but from my perspective, I'm like, well, we're supposed to be like a community of people and community is really important mm-hmm. to us and stuff. So why do we want to isolate ourselves when there's pain? But I guess it's not to show weakness. Uh, exactly, <sighs> when you've been on the... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just <laughs> really feeling this and I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, she's not drunk. Um, or could be, she's had a mulled wine, a tankard and a half of mulled wine. It's nice to be wanted that somebody has come to you with it I think it's nice to be able to be supportive and you feel quite strong in that moment being able to look after somebody else and like it's apology is the least thing last thing that you need and yet it's impossible when you're on the other side of it to not be like I'm so sorry like I'm so sorry you must what must you think of me all all of this stuff I'm sorry for disturbing you you're like who cares Mm. I have friends who I have known since I was you know 11 years old where I think what did we make friends about? Was it yo-yo yeah. or was it... And now, however many years later, 
10. Um, you, <laughs> however many years later, it's less about your sort of mutual uh, enjoyment as it is so much about like supporting each other through whatever yes. it is you're going through. Like, And that is what friendship is. And the older you get, the more like, not to be like, the worst things are. You, you have know, more experiences. You have just more experiences and you go through more stuff and people will rock up in the middle of the night crying. Yeah. And you mustn't... Uh, apologize for for feeling for like mm. having human emotion and going through human things you can say thank you so much rather than i'm so sorry um yeah it's like, um, yeah thanks yeah actually that's true every time you want to go i'm really sorry just be like thank you so much for helping thank you so out. much yeah. yeah and so the weakness thing is in the it's in the not wanting to disturb anybody it's like oh i don't want to call them and cry like it's this idea that like i should be this shiny apple and whether the shiny apple is um at work you're just the absolutely so efficient and you're the gold star pupil and in a friendship wise you're like I'm always the fun one I'm the mm. one that's got everything under control whereas really nobody can be that apple all of the time sometimes you have to be like actually I'm a peach or like half apple half peach yeah there's two there's, well, maybe there's more different types of asking for help but it feels like one of the ways is emotional help me yep. I am dying here and then the other is help me do something because I don't I don't understand how to do it. Like, I don't know anything technical. Also, we're in this lovely podcast studio. I've probably been here about 20 times. And every time I have to get the guy that runs it to show me how to do it. Mm -hmm. And every time I feel so stupid, I put off Just like showing him. your peachy bruised bump, being like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a peach. <laughs> I come in here with my my ass out and ask him because it's such a girly thing and I don't to want not... to be vulnerable and I don't want to yes. be weak and I don't want you to see that I can't do all the yes. stuff like I want to be able to be playing Red Dead Redemption with one hand with while one. like bleeding a radius yes. with the other I can <laughs> we do all neither and then I got to have a go on Red Dead Redemption and I just got to ride the horse for a little bit if you don't know it's a, it's a computer game and it's very good and it was so difficult to do because I haven't grown up playing with that console I don't know all the, all the buttons and stuff and also I feel so defensive because I want to be amazing like, yeah. like when I lied to everyone and said like I'm actually really good at GoldenEye just because I thought it was impressive and then someone was like alright let, let's have a game and I was like why did you say that? because I was in a group of guys who were all quite all the girlfriends were very like girlfriendy if any of them said anything remotely interesting everyone would be like what? Okay. That oh. sort of vibe. And I was just so eager to not look like that. They were all talking about Goldeneye. I think I, I just sort of went like oh yeah yeah. And my own boyfriend at the time was like you don't play Goldeneye and I was like yeah I do. I'm actually really good at it. <laughs> And then my bluff was called oh. so astonishingly. Oh my god! And immediately, immediately it was like, well, let's put it on. And I've think actually, I don't think I've ever been so warm in my life. And then I had to say that I'd lied so that everyone would find me more interesting and try to make it a joke. And actually, everyone found it really, really funny, but it didn't detract from the fact that I'd lied. And because I was so unable to go, like, no, I can't play God. <laughs> <laughs> like it's horrible the whole thing is so stupid but that is feeds oh into the same thing of like I can bleed a radiator I can fix a boiler you want me to make a table I'll make you a table I don't know how to do any of those things I don't mm. have any hammers I was told when I telling somebody at school that I could do a backflip and then that does not surprise you're me you're just like go on then <laughs> yes, like obviously. there's no there's no there's no out from that it's an yeah. instantaneous you've got to pick lies that like but I didn't you know. know he had golden eye no exactly but, but I suppose you knew that there was a ground Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. But if it comes from the same place, that yes, you like does, so want to be able to appear so efficient, so All good, the time. especially at, yeah, it's in a like a laddie environment. You want to be that girl who like sits down with one knee up. The fetishization of like gamer a pint girls. Of beer, please. Yeah, she's drinking a beer. She's got like a, a bottle of beer and a cool hat, and she's, she's eating really, like she's eating like loads of junk food, but she's really thin. She's yeah, she's a fetish. She's a uh, she's a fantasy. she's a fictional the girl. cool girl, the Gillian Flynn book, the Gone Girl, and yeah. she has that great paragraph that when I read it I was literally like I don't think I've ever wanted to cheer so much when yeah. I read the book about like the cool girl that men think exists we all think exists we all that's men true I want to be exists and we all want to yeah. be it we want to be perceived as this like for me for a while she is the um girl with the plat from Indiana Jones a mm. very specific reference mm. but like she's like efficient and she hasn't got she's she's running and she's like doing I mean she's the love interest yeah. but like she's nonetheless is like efficient girl that my parents were like that's a good girl and I was like okay Tessa, are you watching that's a good girl that's a good girl be like that girl and I was like understood yeah there are always all those older action heroes they always go for like the girl that's like she works in like the lab um, mm. but then it's just she's always screaming up a tower by the end of it unable to do anything mm. and she's also not applied any of her in- intelligence to the plot it's just they've just shown that she's in a lab once to be yes. like she's got more to her You're yeah like, she doesn't <laughs> yeah she's yeah she's got more to her but none of it will be relevant here <laughs> no it's crack on else who has skills. get that hair <laughs> out of that bun and crack on crack on um may i just say a thing about video games yes i truly believe and please what your your comments are welcome at nobody panic pod Tweet us. Tell me I'm wrong. But I truly believe that uh, the way video games are designed is a particularly male mind skewed way of movement. Um, Sometimes you would like push a button in one direction that actually makes you go the opposite way. I fully agree. So it's not a naturally intuitive thing to do. It makes you immediately look like an idiot when you pick them up and you're like, ah, and then your character's like runs straight into the wall. (laughs) Um, Or, oh my goodness, oh, I found it. I have searched back in my mind to find where it comes from. Uh, some cousins and me at like one of those like Boxing Day do's where they just like chucked you in a room and closed the door. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> many, many small cousins. I know exactly Boxing what, Day. what you mean, yeah. And they said, do you want to play this game? We're all playing this like football game. And I was like, yeah, yeah, fun. And I sat down, I'm like six years old. I was the goalie. I picked up the ball and I threw it into my own net. <laughs> and then they just took the game, the console Aww. off me and I was never allowed to play again. And I, um, yeah, never really, never truly recovered. Well, have you heard the thing about, um, so 
you know if you've got like one of those lap I mean all laptops kind of have this like the, the kind of pad yeah guys apparently scroll in a completely different way so you can either scroll it's difficult to explain but you know like so I will uh, scroll up, up for up or down for down, down but they and can then go do down the for up and every not guy, all men not all men hashtag not all men scroll that not way not all women you might have but, but it's possible it's a not all max not all max <laughs> hashtag not all max but you might skew one way or the other yeah, so, and it is more likely and what's interesting is that whenever a guy will use my Mac mm. they will never go like oh god I can't use it that's what I do I kind of panic whereas yeah. they just go your Mac is wrong there's this inherent confidence they're all very yes. large stereotypes that have a kernel of truth in there of particularly course. of like an older generation that were like we don't ask for help we get things done we are self-sufficient and I think it bleeds into both genders but it is often more heavily Yes. In a male one. Well, like men are less likely to go to the doctor yes. if they've got symptoms, and women are like fine being like, what's They're this? Rash. Much less open to the concept of therapy, much less open yes. to the concept of like discussing their problems with anybody. It's all wrapped up in that same idea of like, I must not be weak and I am yes, self sufficient and yeah. I can do this on my own. We just have to all acknowledge that that is, it's useless, wasted energy to believe that about yourself and to try and get through it on your own. And I, like you just have to acknowledge in yourself like oh that's where that comes from of course that's there I've been told this very clear instruction to like be efficient not be a burden not be a bother like mm. we praise and we laud people that just like oh how efficient they just did it by themselves so I never feel like when someone makes a practical help request I don't feel that they're weak at all no exactly I just go oh yes I know how to do that I can help exactly there's the thing like when you're on the other side of it you never feel those things that we place on ourselves like we've got to be kinder to ourselves in yeah. this um, and if you look at like people accept, accepting their Oscars or like the back of the book you know acknowledgements like read how long those acknowledgements are like people are thanking people because so many people were involved in the thing they were trying to do yeah I read a couple of tips that I thought was, were quite useful one was um, sometimes it makes you feel better if you can demonstrate that you've tried to help yourself before so if you're like I tried this I tried this but I, I just don't know how it's going to work mm -hmm. and be like do you have any ideas that is maybe a better way than being like, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? Yes. This and this didn't work. Any thoughts? <laughs> yes. Sort of great. So you've like clearly demonstrated. I've had a Google. I've read the handbook. I've done all this stuff. Like Read the handbook. Read the handbook for heaven's <laughs> sake. And you've clearly shown that you have given it a good go. Yeah. There's this one thing which I don't think is very good, but I just like the phrasing. One tip says, use the foot in the door or the door in the face technique. Like, Very nice. What? Foot in the door technique. If you're not sure if the person is going to help you or you're not sure if what mood they're in or whatever, you can ask someone to do like quite a small request before you make a bigger request. And then the door in the face technique is the reverse. When you make a large request, get denied and then make a smaller request, which seems more reasonable. Door in the face is a technique. Both are techniques. Well, door in the face sounds dumb. It sounds so stupid, doesn't it? I don't understand why you'd be like... Do a massive request. Are they saying no. that's a technique or are they saying don't do that? They are saying it's a technique. Oh, so that's like, we would you give me a kidney? Work. No. <laughs> could can you I, help me with this PowerPoint? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can. Because they feel bad for not being able to help. That is so feel, silly. It's so That feels like that, that's erring towards more like the Machiavelli, like how to manipulate people. Yeah, which I don't think... I which I think is a different kettle of fish. Yeah, massively. So, so basically... I want use, to it at, in the, use it in the workplace if that is something that you need to do a little one followed by a big one is probably a good idea yeah but then to be honest i also don't like that one either because i feel like if i'm gonna ask for help i don't want to ask for help twice it's bad enough being like i can't do this you're like i can't do this and also i can't do this also just get rid of all playing games like in a relationship rather than being like outed as the person who keeps asking for a kidney before they ask for a pen <laughs> like just you know well a buy a pen, oh, buy a pen. just buy yourself a pen but also 
you know, just be open. One nice thing, if you're somebody that gives a lot of help, mm-hmm. then when you ask for it, both you and the other person will feel fine giving it. Yes, I guess if you are the person, sort of person who it's ringing true for the idea that you wouldn't want to ask for help because you wouldn't want to be a bother, then your instructions are in the like, just be open, be vulnerable, mm. we go ahead. If you're the sort of person who's like, I ask for things all the time. What's the problem? Maybe check in and be like, hey, do I give enough back? Like, do yes. I, is this a reciprocal thing or do I just demand stuff? Yes, because then it's, it's diminishing returns. If someone's just continually asking for help, then people will be less likely to help you. And also, are you always asking for the same thing? Like, we probably... I need a pen, I need a pen, I need a pen. We need probably a... should just learn how the studio works. Mm, yes. Mm. Oh, yes, that is true. What I should do is write down the instructions that he gives me. Clearly, yes, we should do that. I was going to say we should write the door code on the door, but that eliminates... (laughs) Yes to the instructions. But then even better than that, let's openly thank Johnny, acknowledge how helpful he is. Yes, he is Let's send him a Christmas basket. A Christmas basket. To say of door codes, yeah, no, of like, thank you so much <laughs> for course, always yeah. looking after us. Some and so, fruit, let's, maybe. let's so if you are like, oh shit, I do always ask for help for that thing. Mm. Acknowledge it. And yes, so the person will be like, oh, how nice. I suppose the ones that I said were more like practical. But do you have any more like emotional side? Uh, yes, advice. Um, one of the things, and this is something that comes from like uh, couples therapy, but is something to be used universally. Universally is to try and imagine that you are just one of the collective human whole. And all the problems are sort of separate from you. And so therefore, we're all just trying to fix all of the stuff. And so like, imagine the problem is separate from you. And then it's okay to say like, hello, can you come and help with this? Right, rather this than thing. help me because I'm a mess. Help me because I'm a mess. More like this is a problem. For, even though it's obviously an internal problem and it's not everyone else's problem to deal with. Try and skew that idea that like it is everyone's problem because you're a person and yeah. and these people love you or are strangers or whatever but like everybody is just in it now trying to help yeah like, and so try and see it as a as a separate thing no matter how personal or internal it is um it's an it and everybody can be part of of it if i separate myself and just say like the goal here is to get the best possible mark or the, this for this PowerPoint presentation to be the best it can possibly be for the good of the company mm. or like for this thing I'm working on to be the best possible thing. Therefore, if I stepped away from it, well, I need to bring in the experts. Like I yes. need to make this thing the best it can possibly be rather than being like, oh, that's a failing on me if I don't do it on my own. Mm. Separate yourself and be like, huh, of course I would bring in the big guns. Yeah, delegating is very normal and very expected. And very expected. That's like that thing of um, if you're struggling with like something emotional, pretend that your best friend is having that problem. What advice would you give to them? Mm-hmm. And obviously when you're in the middle of it, it's like, I don't care for your technique. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, it is helpful. Because then you get, it's just objective, isn't it? It's removing the failure from it. Because there's no failure in not being able to do something. If we could all do everything, then what would be the point of literally anything? <laughs> Exactly. And crucially, like, we can't. Like, you can't no. do all of the stuff. Apart from me, I can. Oh, can you? Yes, I can do everything. <laughs> Apart from Goldeneye. <laughs> Apart from Goldeneye. Um, I'm also just going to recommend um, Amanda Palmer's book, um, The Art of Asking. And also she has... I've read that. Oh, you have? It's so good. Great. Yeah, it's really, really good. Have you read the whole thing? Yes, I have. The main take home is that um, she never used to ask for help. And now she... And now she can. (laughs) (laughs) But that kind of is it. And also just in life as well. Like, she talks a lot about relationships and asking for the love that she thinks she deserves. And for years she didn't. And that kind of stuff. 
It's really good. Did I tell you about the J.K. Rowling thing? Please, there was, I'm um, all ears. There's this amazing book, if you're into Harry Potter. If you're not, you won't care for it. But the story remains relevant to you. Um, it's called The History of Magic, and it's in conjunction with the British Museum that had that exhibition. I don't know if it's still going on. Of mm, all the I stuff. it was wonderful. But yeah, I really wanted to go, and I just didn't. Um, <laughs> and that's the end of the story. One section is the original opening to the first book. She's handwritten it. And you can see it's completely different to how it ended up. Like, not even a bit the same. Oh, really? And then the best bit is then on the next page, the sixth book. So by this point, she's a millionaire and the books are incredibly successful. There's a chapter from the sixth book. Her editor has gone through and, like, crossed things out and gone, like, you've over-explained here or crossed off and gone, you haven't actually mentioned this. So that reference needs to go here. Amazing. And, like, and you kind of go, like, of course. You don't think that J.K. Rowling had an editor. No, we just imagine her, like, in her little cafe, just magicking it all up. Yeah, and, yeah. and she did. She knew the arc of the whole thing, and she is, a, I think, she's a genius. Yes. But... Everyone needs another arm. But there were so many people involved in that thing. And also, crucially, it makes it better. Makes it better, yeah. Otherwise, we'd only have that handwritten thing. Yeah, and the the first chapter was so like... Explain like Hagrid turns up to the Muggle Prime Minister's office and just explains the whole, the whole <laughs> thing about Harry Potter. And it was like, oh wow, you needed to not know what was going on. You needed like them to drop a baby off. Boy who lived, who is that? And you yeah. need to have this mystery. And so all of the story was there and perfect. Yeah. But it wasn't the right way to tell it. And so obviously that's very. Sp- it feels like that's very specific advice for so anyone listening who's writing a book about wizards. You can take that. But I think it's for. But it's for everybody. Everything. It's for everything. Like no matter what it is, sharing your idea with somebody will make it better. Oh god. All and, the time. and or asking for advice or or anything like having a second pair of eyes on anything and equally like sharing a problem. The moment that it's like out of your head, it's like sh- sharing a dream that like scared you. That suddenly mm. you're like. Oh, it's silly. It makes less sense now. But when you you could sit with that in your head all day and be like, oh god, this dream, and then as soon as you try and vocalize it and mm. get another person involved, it's so clearly sensible and it's so yes. right. And I don't know why we're so bad at it. Like, yeah, it is really weird. It's because those other fears that you've said about about being weak and people not thinking you've got it under control are just that little bit stronger than the logic of. Obviously, bring in as many people as possible. Maybe it's because we only ever see the finished product at the end. Yeah. We only ever see J.K. Rowling looking smiley and happy and collecting awards and things. Yeah, we didn't yeah. get to see her having a breakdown Yeah. in the middle. We don't see the behind the scenes. You only ever see the finished product. Yeah. So I guess when you read a book, you're like, this is how it came out. Exactly. Literally just a stream of conscious out of her head. I found um, a notebook I'd written when I was maybe six when... You just confidently wrote a book. God, I really, I confidently wrote so many books. So many books. You illustrated them. Mm. And as far as I can see, you just wrote. Like, mm. there's one bit where I've where they've said, like, but what shall we do? And then they're, they're cats. They're cats in a gang. And uh, they're like, we should do something. And I've written, like, but what? I don't know. Anything. And then I've crossed that out and then put, I've got a plan. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then next scene, they're in a goldfish shop. But not clear what then the story ends so sure. I didn't make it to the end yes. so clearly I ran out of steam mm. however I just confidently started writing and off I went editing and all of that wasn't even I remember no the discovery of what editing was really is, put a dampener on, right on the process boring <laughs> yeah. I remember my dad saying that like when I was three I, w- I was like I want to write a book and he was like lovely I was like no I want to write one now and I couldn't write I hadn't learned how to write yet <laughs> um, and, and so then I dictated and he wrote the words, mm. and then I did the pictures, and I was like, it needs to be hardback. So then we did like a cardboard thing, and I've still got it. It's called like 
the princess and the car or something. Fantastic. And uh, and it's a complete book. You could just churn them out in I an afternoon. Churned, <laughs> I just churned it out in an afternoon. But it was that thing of that, yeah, that like confidence. Of, well, I can't, just because I can't actually like, I don't know how to write. I know how to speak. I'll speak my book mm. and someone can write it. That's the sort of logical problem solving that me and as an adult was really missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's return to that confidence of mm. Stevie, age three, because where does it get broken down? Where did it get broken? Because look how, you just went to your dad and you said, dictate this now. Yes. Like, this is gold, please. <laughs> Quickly, before it leaves. Come on. Roy, get in here, Roy. <laughs> Whereas now, can you imagine being like, dad, take this down. It's my new idea. I wouldn't like, show him anything. No, you would never, you never say anything. We get really into that, like, when this, then that, like, when somebody gives me a book advance like then I'll yeah. be able to do yeah, it yeah I'm like when I've got loads of money and I've got six months of free time and also I've got like I've hired a hype man then I'll start writing my then, novel but actually you just have to acknowledge you'll never have me like and now it is time it is time um, and the quicker you can make your peace with that the easier it will be easier it is and also get help this one was so in the forefront of my mind because I am supposed to be finishing some work for some grown-ups who I respect. Mm. And I so wanted to be the golden shiny apple. I Mm. so wanted to be this, like, princess that was like, writing? That's not hard. Like, (laughs) oh, like, I just finished this in my sleep. Here it is. I was intoxicated with the vision of myself discovering penicillin. It's all about the the gap between where you actually are and where you believe you should be. Mm. And I heard a quote that was like, the larger that gap gets, the easier it is to fall in it. Oh my God, that's amazing as right? a quote. Isn't that good? Grandmother Willow! Yes! <laughs> and then the harder that thing is of like, I'm supposed to be here and I'm not here. Mm. And then you get yourself lost in this bit. And so you just have to be like, forget that. This is where I actually am. Yeah. And of course it will be better if I put my hand up and say, hello, please. I would love this, 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 and this. For the love of God, help me. And this is also something I'd like to discuss right at the end, is that it is easy for people to offer help. Like, those grown-ups had said to me, and let us know what you need. But it had been said in such a, like, abstract way yeah. that I was like, well, what I need is a hug. Like, what I need is... Yeah. If they had said, let us know if, if you want someone to help you write exactly. it. Someone to be there just to show you the city. Exactly. They were Some... like, A, B, C, and D. <laughs> yeah. Like, here are your options of things. They were just the abstract of like, we're here for anything. Call me anytime. Like, is is so, is like, oh, thank you, but doesn't help me. And, and it's hard to be, because I have been it for other people. I have walked in and been like, right, we need this, 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 and this. We're fixing this. And it's so clear when you're the outside person. But internally, it's very hard to be like, what do I need now? Yeah. And so I think my... Last piece of advice is, you know, apart from the A, just put your hand up and say, you don't have to know what the things are. You can just put your hand up and say, I'm struggling here. I don't actually know what I need. Um, And it's okay to ask for help. And it will feel so freeing and good the moment that you do. And also it it will be solved. Like they will find what it is that you need. And the other thing is, and I think everyone should do this right now. Just think of anybody in your life. They can be a colleague or a friend or a family member or someone that is below you at work or or above you, I guess. Text your boss, <laughs> not not them. But like anybody in your life that you think like, oh, I wonder if they're okay. WhatsApp them right now and say like, have a physical thing. Mm. And so ideally for somebody who's like, you think he's not having a good time. Because, you know, when your friends are going through rough times you know you see people putting things on the internet and then on Facebook it's full of quotes that's full of um, people being like let me know what you need let me know what you need and of course like if that person had then said I need x y and z they would be right there but it's very very hard to actually know what that x y and z is so instead be the person who's like can I offer x y and z yes so text or don't even offer just like rock up and put some you know 
macaroni and your friends <laughs> break in. You, that was one of the things I, I did a, a really great podcast the other day called Griefcast. It sort of helped for people who've lost somebody. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that someone said in the Q&A was like, what can people say to help when you're grieving? One of my friends was on it as well. And he was like, uh, I find that actions are the most important things. And when you go and see them bringing some food that you've cooked and that they can just pop in the freezer like that is like a thing that you've identified to be like that might be something they not be doing for themselves Mm -hmm. cooking might not be something that they want to do and obviously that's like a very specific example but with everything like if you know somebody who's like I don't know struggling uh, with like confidence or or something and it's sort of got like um you know a, a thing coming up that they've got to, they've got to speak in front of a meeting and they're a bit frightened yeah and you be know like, should we go through that thing do you want to practice on me because I remember you mentioned that you were worried about it Perfect. so let's like hang out and you can practice on me exactly right and the more that you can make the abstract concrete the mm. easier all those things will become and so even though you're like oh my friends having this really rough time being like I wish they would call me you're like they're never gonna do that so yeah. you have to just call them or you have to say hey do you want to go to the pub or do you want to just sit quietly. Shall I come and sit quietly near you? Yes. Like, shall I cup your elbow? Shall I hold your knee a bit? Like, <laughs> yeah. do you want this? Or like, if someone's, yeah, exactly, someone at work being like, shall I help you practice? Or like, you know, if you've got a new person at work that you can see is like desperately trying to keep it together, but really doesn't like, just go over and say like. Do you want to go for lunch? Yeah, do you want to go for lunch? <laughs> can I show you how this PowerPoint thing works? Like, do you know how everything, yeah. and try and stay away from, and obviously amazing that you've even got to step A, which is, do you need any help? But go one step further and be like, specifically with this yes and maybe they'll say like gosh no i don't need that but i would love this thing once you've made that once you put the foot in the door (laughs) then you can do kick the door and then you can cook the door in the face and off (laughs) the door of help though yeah and then off from the door if you've got any great ideas for offering help or asking for help or an example of a time where you refused to ask for help but then you did ask for help and it was great and and you and it was a a fairy tale ending. Yeah, tweet. We'd us. love to know them all. Yeah, or if you have any ideas for for future podcasts, at Nobody Panic Pod. I'm at Stevie M. The S is a five. I'm at Tessa Coates. The Gmail is Nobody Panic Podcast at Gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, we love reading all of your emails. We do. We would love your help if you wanted to rate and subscribe and review it, um, or recommend us to anybody. Little or, Insta story. Or pa- oh, we love you. We do love seeing all your. St- we love seeing all your stories. Yes, it's nice. Um, and if we may, thank you for all your enormous support. Yes, that's true. Um, so we're not just asking for your help. We're also saying it means the world to us. And it we does. love that people like it. And um, I did a live podcast without Tessa. And um, the technical experience was absolutely horrific. And everyone there was so nice. All the, like It was just so supportive and so lovely. And it just made me be like, oh, thank God. Because if, if it wasn't, this would have been an awful night. But I had a lovely time doing it. So, yeah, thank you. And I'm just going to say thank you, Stevie. Oh. Uh, for organising things and for looking after stuff while I was away. Sure. Thank you for helping me. Mm. Stay warm. Stay warm. Stay focused. And ask for help. Bye. Bye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and... Uh, it might be, uh, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands. <laughs> 